Welcome to Victory Sports Podcasting. I'm your host, J.G. Mestis, along with Trevor Burge and Dylan Maines. And today we're going to get into some NFL, NBA, WWE, NASCAR news. Uh, so we hope you stick around and enjoy the podcast. Let's start off with the NFL draft that happened this past weekend. I kind of want to see your guys' favorite draft night. What teams had, the, had your more favorable drafts? Uh, so with that, go ahead and start, Trevor. The freaking Ravens won the draft. They stole it. They did. They had great the, picks. They had, I mean, they had really great picks. They, and honestly, Patrick Queen fits so well. He really does. It's ridiculous. Like, don't get me wrong. Denver ha- having Judy fall in their lap, that was probably one of, in my opinion, one of the best, best case picks. scenarios. Yeah. But... Patrick Queen falling to them, that was just... Well, Patrick Queen and then J.K. Dobbins in the second round. Yeah, yeah. Like, J.K. Dobbins, I expected him to go off early second round at the latest. Yeah, me too. And, like, with him being able to... Now they're going to have a a running back core with Ingram and Dobbins. And Ingram's good. So it's... I mean... You're going to have another Alvin Kamara, possibly. I mean... So with the Ravens, th- their scheme is to run the ball. Yep. Run the ball, run the ball, play good defense. Um, Lamar Jackson is not the greatest thrower. I mean, he can do it. Oh yeah, he, he proved it last year. He could, but I think their their plans is to just give as li- uh, as little what's the word pressure as little pressure to Lamar Jackson as possible. Well, and that's how you make quarterbacks thrive too, though. I mean, yeah, but. Sooner or later, he's going to have to win a game by himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he's, a, if he's the real deal. You have seen, though, when he has to win a game in the playoffs, he doesn't. Yeah. That, then so, I'm not sold, completely sold on Lamar Jackson. I'll give it 100%. He's a good player. He, he's a good player. I think he'll have a good career, but... He does have to win those big games. He's, he's not... I don't think he's going to develop into one of these top-tier quarterbacks. I think he's going to be a really good, very good franchise quarterback, but he's not going to be top five ever, I don't think. I don't think he's going to break any career passing records. I mean, I, I hope for his sake, I, not for my Steelers' sake, but uh, I mean, for the personal, for him, I hope that, that he proves me a liar. You know, I hope, you know, he does go and break passing records. He has a great career, but I just, I don't see it happening. Um... But yeah, I think they did really good. I do disagree with a lot of people saying that the Packers lost the draft, like they were losers in the draft. Because um, as much as I disagree with moving up to get Jordan Love, that's a good pick. That's, I mean, it's never a bad idea to find a quarterback for the future. The only bad idea about it, and I touched about it last episode, is pissing off your starting quarterback. I mean, <laughs> he can get over it. Honestly, he'll he, either get over it, get over it, or move on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think whenever you have a quarterback like that, like Jordan Love, sitting there at the end of the first, and you want him, yeah, you go, you get go, him. you go get him. Um, I don't think moving up was the correct move in that case because no one before them. Was gonna select him. I don't think the Patriots did very well in the draft, to be honest. Uh, the Patriots never do good in the draft, and I, I think people are scared 
to uh, call Belichick, say that's his weakness. That's his one weakness is drafting. He's never had good drafts. They didn't do that. I really thought that they would address the quarterback situation. I mean, outside of Gronk and Brady, what offensive talent have they drafted ever? Yeah, not a lot. Aaron Hernandez? (laughs) I'm going to wipe my hands with that one. (laughs) Dylan's not, not touching that. Not Dylan's even going to touch that one. Dylan's not being controversial this week. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> my last three weeks have been nothing um, but controversial. <laughs> one, one team I think had a bad draft just because I felt like they could do so much more with their picks was the Atlanta Falcons. They reached with, uh, what was the cornerback's name? Uh, A.J. Terrell. A.J. Yeah. Terrell. They reached hardcore with him. Yep. Um, and then all the other, other picks in the draft – Sure, they can be good development, developmental players, but they didn't get no solid, he's going to hit type of guy. And yeah, I, I just think that was the wrong, the, the wrong places to go with their picks. Yeah. I mean, even just looking at them on what their draft needs were, they only hit on two needs. They only hit on corners and defensive tackles. They still needed a guard, an outside linebacker, and a DN with their top five yeah. needs. They hit two. Yep. So, uh, dude, I loved that Isaiah Simmons pickup though. Oh, from for Arizona? Yeah. I I was totally not expecting it. I didn't expect I Arizona either. to pick him up either, but um, I didn't hate it. I thought they'd go offensive tackle. I mean, tackle was one of their biggest needs, but and their defense was so bad last year. So I'm happy they went defense. Though. Oh yeah. I I think that's very as big of a Seattle fan as I am. I think they had a very underrated draft. Um, Isaiah Simmons is a big one, but they did get an offensive tackle in the third, and they picked up a couple defensive tackles in the fourth. They they did good with what they. Needed. I mean, I mean, they have DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald on that offense with Kyler Murray. I yeah, think that's going to be very. Yeah, I think I think that offense is going to be explosive as long as that defense can hold them under thirty. I think they have a chance. Yeah, and I'm. I've never been more excited to watch Seattle and Arizona play against each other just because of what they did in the draft and the acquisitions they made prior to the draft. Another team I think just had a horrible draft is the Oakland Raiders. Um, and this is not being biased because I don't like the Raiders. Did uh, they ever they have did. a good draft? They've had I mean, some good Last picks. year's draft, they had a phenomenal draft. But, yeah, they had a good draft last year. But this one, I just don't see it working out. They reached for a lot of players they shouldn't have. I'm curious on the Henry I mean, Ruggs you, pick. You, you select Henry Ruggs before the two, hands down, the two best receivers in CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy. Yeah, I got to agree with you guys on um, Speed's not everything, and they love speed. They've always loved speed. They, I mean, they did select Darius Hayward Bay early, and he never panned out. I, I just don't see why. They just wanted to find their t- Tyreek Hill because <laughs> Tyreek Hill's the destroying him. Them for the last four or five years, and uh, I mean, they took three receivers. They're hoping one of them sticks. Yeah, I, I think Henry Ruggs is going to be a good player. Oh well, yeah, too. I, I don't think he's going to be a bad player for him at all. Um, I just think out of the three, you're going to you have that choice to take any of them. You, you go with the two that are that have the highest chance of becoming superstars. Honestly, if I'm sitting there, I take the one that won the. I mean, that was most decorated throughout the season, to be honest. Yeah. 
throughout his collegiate yep. career. He's obviously a winner, you know. Yeah. I mean, and that and that's just me being me. I know you got guys that want to you want to fit your scheme, stuff like that. But uh, the one the one thing I they did make though that I really liked was Tanner Muse from Clemson. I liked I liked that pick. Um, but other than that, I'm yeah. not impressed. Um, especially with where they picked. I mean, if if they trade it down and then select Henry Ruggs, we have a completely different look at it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and if they didn't, didn't pick that player, the next player. That oh, picked. yeah. Arnett. Yeah. Damian Arnett. Yeah. I mean. That was a head scratcher for me. He, he was like the sixth or seventh best corner, in my opinion, and they picked him, what, the third, as the third? Yeah. 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 And every draft analysis said they were debating. You look, the top two corners were set in stone. That's oh, yeah. who they were. And it was argued, there was no argument in it. Their argument was, who was that third? Nobody was picking him. No. No. A lot of people didn't even have him in the first round. I mean, he was, he was selected, what, 16th? Yes. 19th. Yeah. And uh, he was ranked as the 61st best player in that. I mean, if, if, if he, he pans out, we all look stupid. And, yeah. But um, the chances of player, it's more likely that a player won't pan out like that than they do. And another team that had a really good draft, in my opinion, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, they did well. I mean, you better do well when Tristan Wharf drops in your lap at 14. But he's a monster. They got him at 13. They traded one pickup. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they tra- traded up. My bad. He's a monster, man. Um, that was a great selection, too. Yeah. I, did, I thought he might be the first one to go off the board. I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was clear as day that he was the best tackle, in my opinion. But I guess, I guess the teams thought otherwise. Maybe this is why I'm not a GM. But <laughs> Dylan, who do you hate the most in your division? Being a Seahawks fan. The Niners. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And they had a very good draft. They <laughs> did have a very good draft. They did. They did. Um, Javon Kinlaw, Javon Brandon Ayuk at 14 and 25 in the first. Those are two really good picks. And they added, they went mostly offense looking at this, which is kind of scary in my book. Yeah. Because their offense was already more run-centric, but they've added a tight end and two wide receivers in Brandon Ayuk and Jawan Jennings. That makes me wonder if they're really going into run and pass and not just more run-centric yeah. like they were last How year. How many freaking tight ends did the Bears take? Uh, you want me to look? Let's figure this out together. Like, how many tight ends do the Bears have now? Um, all of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Let's see. One. They only, selected they only one took tight one. End. They took Cole Clement in the second round. Oh, that's right. They took one, two... Two corners, two guards, a receiver, and a defensive end. But okay, but do you know how many tight ends they have on the roster? No, not a nine. Clue. Good God, nine tight ends. I mean, when you have Mitchell Trubisky, I mean, it's run, 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 run. Yeah, run, 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 run. Throw it to the tight end. Jesper Horstead, Adam Shaheen. I like Adam Shaheen. Terrius Harris, Ben. Yeah, I'm not going to say that name. I'm just <laughs> J.P. Holtz. Thank you for having a decent name. <laughs> Jimmy Graham. That. Darian Clark. And Cole Komet. When they traded for Jimmy Graham, I really questioned the Bears organization because he's a year from retirement in my book. I don't... He was... Well, a very subpar, subpar in Seattle. 
Then when he went, where did he go? Green Bay? Yeah. After Seattle. He really didn't fit in with Green Bay's offense. Yeah. Um, And now in Chicago, they don't really have an offensive identity. Didn't he have a stint in the Saints, too? He started in New Orleans. That's right. That's he looks amazing. Blew, yeah. blew up in, in New Orleans. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's the best tight end in the league." And then he goes to Seattle, and but he had Drew Brees. And, but Seattle well, wasn't. He went to Seattle utilize. with Russell Wilson, and I was like, I was thinking it was going to be a great move. Like Seattle uh, doesn't utilize their tight ends. Seattle's yeah, tight ends are meant more for run yeah, blocking. Yeah, uh, who's their offensive coordinator? Fire him. Uh, <laughs> like, tight ends are the one of the biggest. One of the biggest positions you need to have this year. Um, Well, that and, like, another thing that teams really don't use anymore is fullbacks. No. Not a ton of teams use fullbacks. The 49ers do it well, and apart from them, I mean... That's about it. Maybe a couple years ago when Cleveland did well... Denver was using Andy Janovich very well, and Andy Mm -hmm. Janovich was by far one of my favorite players to watch. I thought, and I think they're going to go away from that this year. They didn't resign them. I don't remember them signing a fullback at all. So I, yeah, it, it, fullbacks are lost. I mean, the Chargers did okay things with like Derek Watt and stuff. Yeah. But they moved on from him. Now he's sitting in Pittsburgh, and hopefully JJ comes with. <laughs> uh, if there's a guy. I mean, Trevor's been praying on that for I mean, six months. What's how the Texans are going? They're going to trade him for a seventh round pick for and a months. popsicle and a popsicle. <laughs> They're going like. to get a table from Arizona too. Or no, not from Arizona, from Philly. But that might get a table from Philly. Exactly. But that might not be a too bad of a pickup. I mean, he is injury prone. Yeah. But he's been look. He's looked good. Like, yeah. I've always loved JJ Watt's game. He's when oh. he gets double teamed. Yeah. It, sometimes it doesn't even matter. Oh, he just destroys people. He's a monster. Who? So who out of this draft? And I think I know where every who everybody's gonna say is like the next JJ Watt out of this draft. Uh, I I loved Gross Matos, but I don't think it's gonna be him. Oh, he was actually still where he went. Like his draft, it sucks. His draft stock. He went. He fell to Carolina in the second round as yeah. a sixth. At the sixth pick. That's a good um, pick. Another pick I like was uh, Buffalo selecting AJ Apensa. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think he's got the potential. But we all we all know it's going to be Chase Young. Yeah. Chase Young. Chase Young yeah, has Chase that Young. potential to. I mean, he, he's. It was clear as day he was the number one prospect in the draft. And if Cincinnati didn't need a quarterback, they were going to select him. I totally agree. I really like uh, the Giants draft because they hit on everything that they needed. Yeah. They hit. Line help defensive wise. Like Andrew Thomas was a really good pick. Everyone's, I think he's the one that everyone's questioning is late. Is that him or is that someone else? Don't remember to be honest. I know one of the guards or one of the linemen in this draft were pushing like three seventy five. I think it was him. I think so. I think yeah. you're right. But I really like. I mean, I I was Andrew surprised Thomas. Xavier McKinney dropped as far as he did. Oh, mm-hmm. dude, yeah. I mean, the Giants selecting him in the second round that was a good pick. They, I think, yeah, they had he, That's gonna be a good steal. I actually think, like, not being a homer or anything, I think Pittsburgh did okay. I didn't think they won the draft or anything by that, but they did okay. Like, they got a wide receiver and Chase Claypool. Um, yeah, a, I, a lot I, of people I like, are high on him. I mean. He's not one of the top three wide receivers, because... No, uh, but... One of them. Uh, I wasn't expecting him to go there, honestly. I wasn't either. I 
I haven't. I also haven't really seen a lot of him. I was so. hoping for Jonathan Taylor, but they did also add another running back, which Anthony McFarland. I've seen a couple games of him, and he, to me, he showed a couple flashes of being really good. But it, it all depends on that consistency, and that's why he got drafted so late. Yep. I do. I do think. How many freaking wide receivers did Denver take? A lot. Let's see. One, two, three. Right? Three. Yeah. Three. Like, um, why? Two in the first <laughs> and one in the seventh. They have to put up 40 points to keep up with the Chiefs. That's why. They're just going to have uh, I mean, three linemen on the field and then the rest are wide receivers. Like, I mean, get it off. <laughs> now, this might just sound sound like I'm boasting because I'm a homer, but this offense sounds stacked to me. Drew Locke with Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, Noah Fant, uh, the tight end they selected, Albert, I'm not going to even say his last name because that is ridiculous. Um Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hambler, Deshaun Hamlet, Hamilton, like this team is gonna put up points this year. It so I'm excited to watch Drew Locke, but I still have my reserves. I don't know. I hope he does good. I, like, I, I like Drew Locke. Yeah, right? I, I, I like really the guy. Liked. The reason why I'm so high on Drew Locke is he went four and one when he started. And uh he That's beat good teams. He picked. He beat Houston. He beat. Uh, I will have to look, go look back, but the only team that he struggled against was the Chiefs, yeah, and it was in does. the snow. Yeah, it was in the snow, so yeah. I'm not gonna put too much weight on that. And everybody struggles with the Chiefs. I mean, their defense isn't the greatest, but Denver's defense will turn around, though. I have faith in it. It's gonna be weird not having like Chris Harris, Akeem Tlaib. Weird. Derek Wolf, believe. Yeah, uh, Baltimore. Derek, yeah. He's in Baltimore. I wish he would have stayed in Denver. I really do. I love Derek Wolf. Or he could have stayed in Denver or came to Seattle. He's a good player. I mean, he's not one of those people that are like, oh, yeah, he's the star of the defense, but he, he's a worker, he packs. man. Yeah, he's a worker. Busts his butt on defense. Yeah, he's a worker. You know who, like, thinking about it now, who kind of, like Patrick Queen kind of reminds me of? A little bit of Ryan Chazier. Yeah, I like that. Like, just a smart player. Really smart, kind of, you know, smaller but quick. Yeah. God, I'd love to see him play one more game. He's looking like he's going to try. I I really hope he goes back with Pittsburgh. Oh, he'll come back to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's ain't going to let him walk to somewhere else. No. And they've done really good about keeping him around. And No, he'll go back to Pittsburgh. I think he loves Pittsburgh, and they love him. Oh, yeah. But I'd love to see him play one more game, man. Just one more game. I mean, kind of hope not because I do worry about the guy. Yeah. I mean, not being able to walk, that's pretty freaking anyway, scary. Right? Well, you did have, what was his injury? If he had something with his spine. spine. Yeah. Yeah. Any spinal injury in the NFL, that's scary. Oh, dude. Anytime you're freaking paralyzed. Yeah. Well, I just well, remember, well, like, I expected him to walk again. Yeah. I and, just remember him, like, coming out. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a grown man. I cried the year he came out to the draft and announced the pick and walked. I cried like a little girl. I was like, that's my baby boy. <laughs> but that was one of the, like, the feel-good, heartwarming oh, moments. That tore me up, man. I'm, it, it, was, it was like, holy shit, this guy's walking. He's my hero. Now only Joe Swanson did it. Family guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is terrible. But So who is your clear-cut loser? Of the draft, Dylan. Like, if you had to say somebody straight up lost the draft, I don't know. 
like I look at like teams that you questioned last year, like Cleveland. They don't have an excuse this year. They did really good in the draft, so they've got to do something. Their excuses are Cleveland. Yeah, that's their excuses. I don't think Baker Mayfield's the right guy. No, they need Gardner Minshew. <laughs> um, a team I think lost the draft. Jacksonville, maybe? No, I think Jacksonville had a decent draft, but um, the team that lost the draft to me is the Falcons. Like I said, they had good picks, and they just didn't do anything with them. Yeah, I mean, he reached. they reached on A.J. Terrell, and they really didn't do anything else after that. I'm yeah. saying the Raiders lost it. The Raiders are also, but the reason I, I picked the Falcons over the Raiders is the Raiders at least drafted somebody who's going to be a playmaker. Like, I, I just don't see it from A.J. Terrell. After that national championship where he just got destroyed time and time again, Joe Burrow's like, where is he? There he is. Oh, where is he? There he is. Yeah. They put him on the third receiver. Guess what? He still got burned. Yeah. So I'm excited to see Joe Burrow play against Terrell and be like, hey, I remember playing against you in college. I bet you're not any better. <laughs> so is Joe Burrow, is he the guy? Because Cincinnati's committed. Is he the guy? He better be. Like, he's got to do something. JJ's thinking hard on this one. To me, he's Tony Romo. I mean, he's they're going to get... Is, is that his ceiling, is Tony Romo? Yeah, that's his ceiling. Okay. His floor is also Tony Romo. He's Tony <laughs> his <Romo>. floor. <laughs> he's calling him right now and saying, hey, I'm you. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's going to have a nice, he's, he's nice, you know, 10-year career, get his back hurt, and then go be magic on Fox because Tony Romo already has CBS, but... <laughs> I, I, I to, to me to me the quarterback in this draft to to take was Tua. He has the biggest upside. I don't care about his injury history. He's, he I, he's I like the fact that he went to my that Miami to me, got him. I to think me, that was the best fit. So to me, you have Tua as an A plus prospect. Second was Justin Herbert, and I'd give him an A minus. Third was Jordan Love, in my opinion. Raw, but more talented than Joe Burrow, in my opinion. We are in agreement so far on every single one of those um, quarterbacks. And then, then it's Joe Burrow, but really... If Joe Burrow can keep that want-to-win, drive-to-win, force people to be better around him, I think he could be great. That's going to be tough in Cincy, though. That's the problem. It's hard to do... In a city that feels like they don't want to win, they they had some good seasons in the past with Andy Dalton, but they never won a playoff series. No, no. playoff game. But no, but that was they haven't won a playoff game since Boomer Esiason was there. But I mean, other than Andy Dalton and like AJ Green, I just I mean they play, they, they haven't had great I mean, players around them. Yeah. Okay, so for everyone who doesn't know, I, I'm doing a rebuild on Madden with the Bengals. And they actually have good receiver depth. They have really good receiver depth. So the playmakers are there. The problem is they don't have an offensive line. Joe Mixon's good, but he's been injured. If you don't have an offensive line, too, yeah, screws your running game. Um, yeah. he's, um, and I'm sorry. And that, that defense. I'm sorry, but that defense is horrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they were ranked better than – They were ranked better than the Cardinals last year. But the Cardinals had a better defense, in my opinion. Well, like – I don't know, and they have a terrible line, and in that AFC North, 
You can't. You cannot have a terrible line. You are going to get eaten. Everyone alive. in the AFC North has big pass rushers that yeah. will kill you. Yeah. If they get yeah. to you, those you're three defenses get in there. That's you just don't mess with those defenses. And like, Baltimore's defense got a lot better too. I mean, yeah. What's the play plan? The play design is going to be this year for him. Short, quick slants. quick slants, so he doesn't get sacked twelve times a game in those six games. Yeah. I, I, it's gotta be, man. I, I don't know what else you do. I, I would hate to be a coach in the AFC North. Um, <laughs> because that division is tough. And I feel like all the teams did well in the draft, too. Um, I don't feel I, like any of the teams did bad in the North. No. It's no. tough. Um, the one that did was since he added nothing to their defense, you gotta do something to help out. Yep. Or if you're not going defense... Bombard offensive linemen. Take Joe Burrow and get him some help. I have to look at their draft again, but... I, yeah, I just don't... I don't think Cincinnati's going to do well. I, I, I mean, I, I do like their picks. I mean, T. Higgins, he's a player. He's a good player. Yeah, I um, like Higgins. Logan Wilson from Wyoming. I don't know a whole lot about him. We'll see how he does. He's a linebacker. Uh, I mean... They also picked a linebacker the ne- very next round, so maybe they don't have a lot of confidence in that guy. So they're like, yeah. let's load up on this. They went way late with an edge rusher, way late, uh, way late with a guard, and in the seventh round, another linebacker. Like, yeah, I don't know. So another team, I actually really liked what they did in the draft, and I w- I listened to an interview from their wide receiver they they drafted. I think Minnesota actually did well. I do too. I I really liked with Justin Jefferson. Oh, they dude, got some good offensive line. Help dude, Justin there. Jefferson. So I, I listened to an interview. Um, yeah, he was on the Pat McAfee show, and Pat asked him. He's like, uh, "So what are you gonna do with that money?" And he's like, "Oh man, I'm not worried about the money. I, I'm just worried about getting to Minnesota and playing." And I'm like. That's what I love. What the hell? <laughs> like, and Pat yeah. McAfee was like, yeah, I, 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 I loved the money. I bought an Escalade. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, they had a ton of picks in this draft, too. Yeah, they had, a, they well, had a lot of trades. Well, that's what happens when you trade away Stephon Diggs. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I don't know if the – I would have rather seen them get Jefferson while still having Diggs. Yeah, I mean, obviously. But, had a monster. but honestly, if they went – if they still had Stefan Diggs, I think they'd go corner there. Yeah. I, I don't think they go receiver. Um, their third pick, Erza Cleveland, I like that pick. Yeah, I, I was not expecting him to be that late in the second round. They Good did, pick there. I thought they did well. I They took some – they got some depth at every position. Um, so, but – so I don't like to say on how – Late round draft picks are going to be because some of them. You never know. I mean, a few of them are going to hit. Other, they're just going to be role players most of the time, and some of them not, might not even make the roster ever. Yeah. It's just hard to say on those ones. Um, but and I, then you have studs that come out. Yeah, like, you just never know. Yeah, it's tough. Um, so and after the third round, I might really did, pay attention too much. Did you know, coming out of high school? Justin Jefferson was a zero-star recruit. I did not. A zero-star That, that shows you how much work he's put in. Yeah, and then gets drafted in the first round. That that makes that answer that he said hit even more close to home. Yeah. Because I like guys that are 
going out there to put in the work Dude, and to show you how good they're going to be. I wish I would have been in the freaking room when their head coach came in and st- slammed two Red Bulls like Stone Cold Steve Austin to get yeah. them pumped up. That would have been amazing. Yeah. One of these days, I'm starting off a podcast like that. <laughs> <laughs> One team, I think, is getting a lot of praise, but, I mean, I get it, but I don't see them, like, I don't see their draft as a great draft was the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, they got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and he's a perfect pick. But other than that, I don't like their picks. No. I don't care for their picks. I, I didn't know. love their draft picks. They really didn't do I honestly, and I probably would have gone elsewhere other than where they went running back. I mean, he's a perfect fit for that offense. He does the screens very well. He's an elusive back. You know the only reason they have a high draft grade is because of Andy Dalton's sweet shirts. Yes. He won because of those, honestly. You mean Andy Reid? Or, yeah, Andy Andy Dalton. Mm -hmm. Sorry, he's going to say Andy Reid's fired next. (laughs) So, I guess uh, moving into that. Are you guys good on the draft? Anything uh, else you want to throw in? So like the Seattle's. NFL did. The NFL did. Uh, I mean, they released the uh, over and unders for the wins for the teams. Uh, the lowest ones are Washington, um, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, all at five point five wins. Uh, those sound right to me. Um, Jacksonville, maybe six wins. I don't know. So I think they're. I think they're in the running for. I'd give you seven. Maybe no, I, I think I think they're in the running for uh, Trevor Lawrence. They could be, but there is another guy, the freaking Cincinnati Rocket, Andy Dalton. He's on the market now. Do you? Th- I didn't think about it until I heard something today that he he definitely he could go to the Jaguars. Would that increase their win percentage? No, no, I don't think so either. But. <laughs> the I, they have yes. more problems than quarterback. They have, unless the quarterback is someone like Russell Wilson, nobody's really going to make that team better. Nobody I don't even to, think Patrick Mahomes could make that team better. Nobody wants to be there. That's the problem. Yeah, um, you have front office problems that need addressed. Yes. Has Yannick and Gawkway left yet? No, but he. So this is how stupid this is. The owner's son got in a spat with him on Twitter. You sh- so that's it. Just owners. send them. Just send them to London. I mean, they have a lot of ties with London. Send them to London. Get them at. Just can we have an XFL team instead? Like, wasn't there a team in Miami? They were in Florida in general. Probably. Uh, yeah, the Tampa Bay Vipers. Yeah. Give Vipers. me them. Like, screw this. I'll take the XFL Vipers I, than the freaking Dolphins. What's wrong? No, I like the Dolphins. Yeah, I like the Dolphins. I, I think the Dolphins could win their division. Yeah. I just don't like the Jaguars. Or the Jags. Sorry, like, the Jaguars. I don't. I, I like the Jags. I but, really do. And, and remember, they are two years from an AFC Championship appearance. Two, yeah. Two With years. Blake Bortles of all freaking people. I, I just don't. That just shows how bad it is when you are at the peak, and two years later, the owner you just have needs. The owner just needs to sell the team. They need a strock starts from scratch. Again, they need to move to London. He just <laughs> act like you've been there, man, and act like treat the players decent. Because it's obvious when it's if it was just one player, I'm like, oh yeah, he just he didn't love it there. But they've lost a lot of players in the last two years. Nobody wants to be there. Yeah, I mean, Clay's Campbell left, Jalen Ramsey, AJ Boye, 
Like, nobody wants to be there, man. And it's like, so, long, long story short, um, the owner's son was like, yeah, we're trying to trade you, but nobody wants you. And that's that, a straight up lie. That that's is a, a bold faced lie. They're not, they might not be getting what they want out of him. But people and they're want trying to, him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, when they're, when you have a really good pass rusher up for trade, there, there's going to be a market. Board. But when teams see players that want out because you're treating them like garbage, they're not going to offer you a lot for them because they know, well, we can just wait and see. He's going to hit the open market. And, yeah, yeah. he's, he's going to sit until he gets traded. Yeah, because has he signed his franchise tag? No. No. He won't. Him and Dak both haven't. Dak signs before Yannick and uh, Ngakwe. Yeah. Oh, um, I guarantee it, but... And I don't blame the guy. I mean, really and honestly, like you've got to do. I'm not saying the owners have to sell. Uh, people change. People get better. You have to do a culture no, change. No, no. I think I think the owner needs to sell. He obviously can't run a team. Um, have a David Stern situation again. Where there. No, it's not. It's not. Not. That he's not way. a bad guy. He's not a bad guy at all. His I just, son needs to. Not. <laughs> yeah, he, need, he either need, he needs to get his son out of there, or he just needs to sell the team and be like, you know, is what? his son on the payroll? No, I, no. Don't he, talk to my players. Yeah, don't don't. That's what father son conversation needs to be. He uh, so am his, I paying you to talk to people? Then just shut up. Yeah, his son's the investor in AEW. That makes some sense. Okay. Yeah. But no, I I would just tell him like, hey, look, keep out of my business, man. Don't ruin this for me. We're trying care. But you... Something has to change. There has to be a culture change there. You yeah. know, like... The reason good teams are good always is because of culture. They want to... They... They're, typically, there's 10 I mean, teams. I mean, just look just look at New England. No team's been dominant over 20 years like that. Nope. And it's because of the culture. Yeah, yeah, it's because of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, but it's because of culture. Yep. You decide. You you ask players. I've I've heard interviews, and everybody says when they decide you want to be great, because you have to decide you want to be great. It everything changes. Uh-huh. Yep. You you take extra reps. You do extra practice. You, you do the extra things. You carry yourself different. Yep. You know, you... That's that what has to happen. to the younger guys, because then they look at you and go, okay, if he's doing it, then so can I. Everybody has to buy in. Everybody has to be a part of it. That's why good teams are always good. You have 10 teams typically in the NFL that are like, yep, those are the best teams. You know, like those are good teams. I mean, and you, you have just to have to look, look. Just look back on history. Teams that have usually been good: Dallas, New England, uh, Pittsburgh, Denver, Baltimore has been good usually. Like they've the always, they've had good culture. The Saints have recently been good since they got Drew Brees because he's built that culture. Sean Payton, man, and Sean Payton. Yep. Um, that's a shame that they wasted Drew Brees' career with shitty defenses until <laughs> the last few years. Yeah, but. <laughs> Um, a guy can hope to <coughs> a good defense, can't he? Yeah. 
mean, well, you look at like when Seattle was dominant, the Legion of Boom. It was all defense, and Russell Wilson was still young. Everybody, and now well, no defense. Even, even before that, when they had Matt Hasselbeck, they were good. And Matt Hasselbeck isn't special. I mean, I like the guy. Oh yeah, he's not special. He, he didn't have that. Like, but it's you because knew. that culture. That's why that team was so good. Yeah. yeah. Like. The Legion of Boom, the reason they were so big and everybody was like, oh my gosh, like they're I mean, the best thing since Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman. They even had some very underrated corners that nobody that played a big role into that. And like Bobby Wagner was huge. He's still leading the NFL in tackles. He's everywhere on the field. But it's because they they all played different. Mm-hmm. They, they, they had, played, they wanted to win. They were they contrasting styles, but when you put when they looked at it and said, "Okay, what do we need to do to get to that next level?" But the common goal and they was started to mesh it, and that's what they wanted was that those trips to the Super Bowl. The common goal is winning, and everybody, if they step in and everybody steps up their game and is better, that's what happens. I mean, look at Kansas City this year. Yep, I mean, that was a big one. I mean, Kansas City is only good because they have Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, if they didn't have those two, they'd be complete garbage. They yeah. were good with uh, because Alex Smith. Smith. Because Andy Reid was there. That's true. <laughs> Alex Smith. Not free of Alex Smith. I, I hope he comes back soon. Yeah, me too. All right, so let's uh, move on from the NFL to NASCAR, saying they, oh, they're given the green light. Wait, 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 wait. You're forgetting. Oh, yeah. I Wait, what are we forgetting? The Andy Dalton release. Yeah, yeah, that's what oh, I was going to say. Oh, okay. Andy Dalton got released. Andy Dalton did get I thought we, I thought we already touched on it. Yeah, he's I mean, I go to New England. Calling I mean, it now. They're going to lose a bunch of games with him, but he's going to New England. I mean, if he goes to New England, since he's he's nicknamed the Red Rifle, can they have red helmets? <laughs> they might. They might. Um, it might clash with his hair. I don't know. I think it would go good with his hair. <laughs> um, Where do you see him going? Nowhere. Really? No. Are you not an Andy Dalton fan? No, I like Andy Dalton. Well, I liked him. He, I used to like him. He'll fit somewhere, I bet. It's just right now. I, I think he's just a backup. Uh, send him to Chicago. I mean, their quarterback room's a mess. Throw another B-minus quarterback in there. With so, does the same thing... Jameis Winston... Okay, you look at this. Jameis Winston came off having an above 5,000-yard passing season. 30-30. and 30. Yeah, take but, out the interception. But I'll take the yards. With but the no quarterback has taken as small a contract as he did off coming off more than five thousand yards. He took like a million and a half a year. I mean, have you heard? Does that, that have you have you heard his what he said since he's been signed? No, no, I haven't. Um, he said he really looked at uh, where he could make a, the best career for himself, so he can. Further along his career, uh, hopefully getting back to that starter. He thinks sitting sitting one year behind a legend like Drew Brees, learning how you know he is so how Drew Brees is so disciplined because let's face it, Jameis Winston's not been disciplined at all. Yeah. And ever throw for like thirty interceptions in a season. Well, not just his not just his field on the, not his play on the field, but he's had multiple incidents off the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that is just crazy to me. But so does something like that, like, is that Andy Reid's future, or Andy, Andy Dalton. Dalton's future? No, he's too far gone. 
Like, does he take a, a tiny contract though? I think he just becomes. Uh, I think he becomes a backup for the rest of his career. I, I think he's gonna. He, he reminds me of Matt Hasselbeck, honestly. He had he had he had his good stint as a starter, <laughs> and then he was yeah, a, he was one of the top backups. That's what I'm getting at. I, know, I can see it. You know, Andy, come to Pittsburgh. We will love you. The Red Rifle, come into Pittsburgh. I mean, I will treat you good. I, will I mean, he will, good. he will get plenty of playing time there because Ben's going to get hurt again. Oh, JJ's getting harsh today. He is throwing shots <laughs> at you. This I is mean, the hate on Trevor episode for JJ. Yeah. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger's been injured. Yeah, no, he's he's injury prone. I, I Roethlisberger right he, now. I think he's on his. He's definitely on his last leg. I think he. I honestly thought he was going to retire at the end of last year. I did too. Honestly, like I'll be the first one to tell you, but he's not the answer in Pittsburgh right now. He's not. He's they just not Cam a, Newton. Why maybe, didn't they? Maybe. They should have selected Jordan Love. No, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Cam Newton goes to Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, that's a decent fit. It's just, just looking at it, like picturing Cam Newton in a Steelers uniform just feels wrong to me. But so does picturing Tom Brady in a Tampa Bay Bucks. No, that, that feels that feels okay. After 20 seasons with the Patriots, I can't Hon- honestly, him honestly, in when I first thought, when I heard Tom Brady was leaving, honestly, the team that felt more most correct. Just because of the fill was the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. see, no, for me, it was the Colts. Oh, I felt I, I went back and oh, forth in a Miami. I could see, like, I could see him in a Colt uniform. I, I felt, I felt Cowboys, and the reason why is because he just he 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 has such a big what is it like mark markability, and you know the number one team to market is hands awesome. down is Dallas. It just felt like a good fit. I mean, they weren't going to go after him because of Dak, but that just felt right to me. See, I seen him in like Miami, even though they had that fourth pick. I wanted to see him teach Tua. I couldn't. I, I couldn't, couldn't picture him in Miami. I mean, the only reason I could see him going to Miami is to be like, "Hey, Bill, watch this. I'll beat you twice a year." Yeah, <laughs> and then I I'll beat you in the playoffs just because I make the playoffs every. I don't every see year. it because of a football decision. I see it for making it easier on his wife. Miami's very big internationally with all their I mean, exports and stuff. What an hour, two hours away. Two from. hours. It's yeah. two and a half. So Giselle can live in Miami during the season, and Brady lives in Tampa. Dylan just wants to take care of Giselle. Yeah, she's the breadwinner. Has no one realized this? Brady has no, never you brought know, home you know, more you money. You know why Brady her. really chose the state of Florida, though? No state tax. No state tax. And, it probably, <laughs> and, and apparently, it's not frowned upon to just walk into random people's houses. Yeah, that's why LeBron. Well, when Miami. you're Tom Brady, if Tom Brady just randomly walked in my house, I'd be like, I hate you as a player, but man, you want to sit down and play some Madden? Yeah, like <laughs> beat you in Madden too. <laughs> no, I, I, feel, I, I feel like I feel like I could win on Madden because I destroyed him, like destroyed him as the player in Madden. The challenge, times. the challenge has been put out. Tom, if by some reason you hear this, JJ is challenging you to Madden. I think I could take him. I don't know. I don't know. I think it'd be close. I mean, his 42-year-old fingers probably couldn't keep up with mine. Oh, so. shots <laughs> fired. Good night. No, to be fair, though. Okay, this should be the bet, though. If you win, you get to kiss Giselle. If he wins, he gets to kiss you on the mouth. Please let this be <laughs> I just, I will gladly come and sit and listen to J.J. Talksmack to the greatest quarterback ever. 
just to watch him get his ass kicked. I just want to see Tom Brady kiss JJ. Exactly what I was getting to. So a high risk, high reward is what we're going with. Huh? Yep, yep. <laughs> Got to be in it to get the biscuit, buddy. Uh, uh, risk it to get that biscuit. To win it. But honestly, if if he if he were to take up this challenge, he'd probably somehow make a film on all my Madden play. Like, I know how to beat him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he's going to deflate the footballs? No, no. I'm saying I he's going to watch this. film on how I play Madden. And he's going to be like, oh, I know where to attack him. Because he's that's who he is. He, he, he is one of the smartest players. That's why he is one of the greats. Yeah. So, <laughs> honestly, I could see him beating me. But if it was just right out of the box, easily I can handle him. Ooh. Got that challenge. Got that challenge. Bring it on. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, Keeping with Andy Dalton now. <laughs> so, where, where do you think he's going to go, guys? Like, honestly, I just... Got to be yeah. New England or Jacksonville. Those are my if two he's starting... Well. If not he's starting, starting as a backup. I'd, he'd go New England or Jacksonville as a backup. No, I don't think he's a backup either. A backup to who? And Gardner Minshew? Know. I'm sorry, but Gardner Minshew, I love him. Don't talk bad about our little I love senior. him, but he's not a starter yet. Yet. I, I could see him becoming a starter. Do you, do you really want him to learn behind Andy Dalton? Yes, though? I do, actually. I love Andy Dalton as a quarterback. Andy Dalton's not a bad quarterback. He's a B-plus. Cincinnati's terrible. Honestly, That's, honestly, Joe yeah. Burrow, from Andy Dalton to Joe Burrow, is the same player, but younger. <laughs> I would have... I honestly... If you could have restructured the contract, I would have kept Andy in Cincinnati. Contract's too much, but I would have kept him, man. He's. They, I mean, he only had the one year left. I mean, even if you didn't restructure it, it's one year. Yeah. It's just. And if you don't like him as a backhead, you just let him walk in free agency I mean, at the end of the season. That or you trade him at the deadline. Because there's going to be a team like Chicago, because Chicago has horrible quarterbacks. They're like the Knicks with power forwards. <laughs> when is the last time Chicago had a great quarterback? Yeah. Let us pause for a moment of silence I mean, while we think about this because I nobody mean, knows. If Jay Cutler was, you know, a little bit, you know, that as many, to, okay, choose your words like he's going through a divorce. I mean, I, I this love number two. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I love Jay Cutler. I mean, when Denver selected him, I was like, this kid has the one of the biggest arms I've ever seen. He had all the talent in the world. He just wasn't disciplined enough to be a great quarterback, yeah. and that's ultimately why Denver gave up on him. That's why. Denver and Chicago did a quarterback swap. Yeah, uh, we, we lost that one. <laughs> we took an L, boys. <laughs> Kyle Orton, really. Hey, everyone, hold up an L. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Orton is Kyle Orton's the man. I mean, he did he did uh, he, do, did, he did decent. He did decent. He did okay in Buffalo. Yeah, I it's mean, Buffalo. Buffalo, they've, they've turned Buffalo it somehow. Since then. Buffalo can take a quarterback that. No one's heard of and make it to the playoffs somehow, and you're like, okay. New Buffalo scary. Um, that's because their defense is always – Sean McDermott, too. Yep. One of the greatest minds, that youngest greatest minds head coach right now. So where where do you see him going, Dylan? The Patriots or – if we, if you had to pick one, Patriots or Jags? Patriots, just because they have nobody. I don't, I don't know anybody on their quarterback roster. What if he goes to Seattle to back up? Okay. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I mean, we've got Tyrod Taylor as our backup right now. Like, that's not bad. I don't hate Tyrod Taylor. Taylor. I thought he was in L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Taylor's oh, yeah, in L.A. Is in LA. Who is our backup? Uh, Jim, maybe we do need a backup. I don't know. 
Oh, it's Geno Smith. That's who our backup yeah, is. Oh, real Sin Russell. <laughs> yeah, um, the freaking kicker is our backup quarterback. For I mean, sakes. Geno Smith and Tyrod Taylor. Geno Smith is basically Tyrod Taylor. They're throws more. They're picks. the same yeah. prototypical quarterback. You guys could go get Mark Sanchez. Ooh. For God's sakes, if we sign the butt fumble, I'm not watching football. You know, until you know, he Mark Sanchez had a good career until that butt fumble. Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> he was having a decent career. Wish, he went to the AFC Championship twice. I wish his name would have been the Dirty Sanchez. Like that's what he was known as. <laughs> and it I mean, fits too. Yeah, the Dirty Sanchez. But honestly, Andy Dalton, I just don't see a fit for him anywhere. I think. If the if the Patriots want to maximize on going to get Trevor Lawrence, you play Jared Stidham. Um, That's going to be some ugly ass. If football. you're the Jaguars and you want Trevor Lawrence, you'd play anybody but Gardner Minshew because don't hurt him. He's our Lord and Savior. He's our Lord. <laughs> Again, ugly ass football. Um, Friggin' um. So what if this happens? What if Andy Dalton goes to New England, turns into a stud? Plays for ten more years. Yeah, no, that's Bill not. Bill Belichick is amazing, but it's not going to happen. If that happens, uh, yeah, Tom Brady's not that good. He's not the goat anymore. <laughs> Andy sorry. Dalton. Andy Dalton's not the goat. <laughs> the goat is Bill Belichick. It's right there. Happens. It's right there. Go to greatest Patriot quarterback of all time: <sighs> Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady, and Andy Dalton. Drew Bledsoe was the greatest. Not even close. But he's, no, no. between him and Tom Brady, it's like it, it's it's, it's Brady. mountains. But if Andy Dalton Tom Brady, comes in, you're, you're like Tom Brady. Clear up here, Drew Bledsoe down to the floor. Like, but if Andy Dalton comes in and does what Trevor says, you've got a head to head for quarterback competition. Then yeah, no, Jacoby Brissett. I'll yes, him. <laughs> Jimmy G, greatest Patriot quarterback of all time. I mean, he has a ring. How many how many freaking losses did Jimmy Garoppolo actually have in New England as a starting quarterback? Zero. I thought so. He yeah. never lost in New England. Uh, and then he, he was he, undefeated. Then he, got, he, he got traded to the Niners, won his first two games, and got hurt. So he was 7-0, and and then they signed him to a big contract. Dude, that was so... And then he went to the Super Bowl. And then Do you think Robert Bowl. Kraft feels like a dickbag right now? Because uh, Tom Brady No, left. it wasn't on Tom. Uh, on Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft wanted to keep Jimmy. No, 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 he no, didn't. no, 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 no. He didn't. Belichick no, wanted Kraft to keep and Jimmy. And Belichick was like, like, I'm done with this 40-year-old quarterback. Yeah, I want to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, let's move on from Tom Brady and Robert what if Kraft's like, where am I going to get my mouth kisses? <laughs> what if New England just traded Brady to the Niners? Are they would have won, won last year. Okay. I was going to say, are we having a different Super Bowl conversation? Uh, they would have won. Handedly, I think. The Niners probably would have won. I mean, I, Jimmy, Jimmy G should have won that game. Uh, the super uh, the Super Bowl. He, if he didn't miss Emmanuel Sanders, they would they it's win. A different game. Yeah. They win. Um, but you know that that's what you get for you know the great one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. I love Emmanuel Sanders. I do too. I do too. I wish Denver didn't have to trade him, but they had to trade him. But but I'm really excited for these receivers, guys. You better be. <laughs> I am really excited. You got we have three like, of them. We have we have like. Six good receivers. No, I'm just saying in the draft, you got three of them, so you better yeah. be. They're the Oprah of wide receivers. You get world. a receiver. You get a receiver. Everybody gets I a mean, receiver. I mean, I, I like it because you go you go against somebody and you're like, oh, you want to try to double-team Cortland Sutton? There's Jerry Gudio. You want to try to roll coverage to him? K.J. Hamler. Oh, you want to roll coverage to him? Deshaun Hamilton. We have options. The only thing I don't like is there's only one football. 
That's the same argument. Well, you can have that argument in any sport. There's true. only one hockey player. Um, There's only one basketball. Yeah. The only thing that you can't is in MMA. There's more than one fist. I, I think... Fist of kisses. I think... I think <laughs> and this might just be biased, but I think this year, Drew Locke's going to take a huge step, and he's going to be able to feed these receivers, these targets. I know where Andy Dalton's going. Denver. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, JJ just walked off set. It's just going to be me and Trevor for the rest of the podcast. That was no. no. Dude, okay, think about it though. It's not that bad. They took no. a shot with Mario Sanchez. I'd, I'd rather take Cam Newton. No, well, no. Andy Dalton's more better at decision making. He could help Drew Locke. I'll take Cam Newton. <laughs> This guy, no We're going to take Drew Locke and make him a running quarterback. No vision. Nothing but quarterback up the middle. And he's going to get sacked the first play of the Super Bowl and then be garbage. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not taking Cam Newton to start. No, no, no. This is this he's is what Cam practice, and he's going to be like, look, when I played quarterback, yeah, no, this uh, is what the, I did, and I made it to a Super and then Bowl. Joe, and then John Elway just looks at Cam, smacks him, and says, shut up, I've actually won Super Bowls. And then he ruins Drew Locke because he ruins quarterbacks? No, I think he just picked crappy quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Drew Locke's a crappy quarterback? No, I think <laughs> he's got a good ceiling. No, he does. I, I like Drew Locke. I really... But when I think about it, though, if if Andy Dalton were to take Jameis Winston money, come in and be the backup, I'd would you him. be upset? No. I'd no. take him. Well, he's a decent backup. Like Winston, I said, I, I think... Yeah, he can go to Denver. I'd be okay with him coming to Pittsburgh. I mean, I, I'd be okay with him coming to Denver as a backup. I just don't see it. Oh, I don't think it'll happen. I, I think, I think honestly, the only way like something happens like that is if for some reason he's still on the waiver wire and week four, like you guys haven't won a game. Yeah, no, we're gonna win games. I'm sorry. I'm just saying <laughs> they, they ended the season on a very good note. No, I'm saying like. That's the way I see it. Like, if okay. if the you only, were to go the there. The only way we sign him, I think, is if, God forbid, there's an injury and we need him. How's Drew Locke going to get injured right now? Sitting at his house? I mean, hey, he could be mopping the floor. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't it Cam that broke his foot on a table? Or he wrecked his or truck. Yeah. Someone fractured their foot on a table in the NFL. I can't remember. Peter Garcon shot himself. I mean, there's a lost that finger. <laughs> They seem to leap shot himself. <laughs> like, there's been a lot of someone broke their foot. It might I, have been basketball. I'm uh, thinking, but someone broke their the foot. On a know, the only thing I know, the only thing I know, their toe or something. The only thing I know feet injuries by themselves is Antonio Brown freezing his feet. We don't. Know. <laughs> let's, let's let's not go into Antonio Brown with ever. I have purposely not touched on that subject because we'll we'll leave that for another episode of Trevor's. Just stay away from me. <laughs> I, just, I don't even oh, know. Okay, let's just move on. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, I don't know. What to say okay, we're going to wrap up the NFL with that. We wrapped it up with that. Um, now let's get back to the NASCAR saying that they're giving the green, uh, the green light to start on May 7th. Boogity, 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 boys. Let's go racing. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Starts to go back. Everything's going back to normal. You guys don't even watch NASCAR, but you're going to start, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, Maybe it's the only thing on. on. Yeah, if it's on, um, we're watching it. I've been watching more NBA Finals reruns from the 80s than anything else. Yeah, it'll be nice to have something live. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the Bulls Finals in the 80s. Oh. I, 
I love watching those. But that's the top 80s. They didn't even start winning until the 90s. What are you talking but, about? Like playoff runs. Oh, okay. Anyways, but that this is exciting news. It is. It, it is. And they're doing a ton of races. They're starting at Darlington, which is a really good track. Yeah. Um. I mean, I do watch a couple races every year just so I can keep kind of an idea of what NASCAR is doing. Yeah. And you know who's not going to be there? Kyle Larson. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You, totally messed that up. You dug your own grave on that one. Um, you're as racist as Dylan's Chinese guy. Hey, <laughs> it's not racist. I have a background from them. My family comes from that side of the world. It was, it was an impression. It was an impression, <laughs> and I did my great grandma very bad justice. And I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, grandma. Um, she's rolling in her grave, wanting but, to throw a shoe at me. <laughs> but this is exciting. I mean, this is the first live sporting event. To, that's going to be taking place since the virus, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and then the UFC starting right after that too. So. Yep. yep. Two days. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. I'm excited. I'm so stoked for that. Um, I kind of hope they keep doing iRacing stuff though. I, what, it's going to turn a profit. I think it's like a developmental thing. You, you can do it developmental. I think what you could do is, um, I don't really know how their playoffs work, but the. It's really weird. Yeah. Uh, do all the racers compete in the playoffs? No. Okay. So the ra- the racers that don't compete in the playoffs, let them do like their own high racing tournament. Yeah. And then, That'd be entertaining to watch. And then... So uh, all the all the drivers still drive like when the playoffs are going on. Um, but you only have like... It's a progressive knockout. Like if you don't have oh, so many okay. points, you get knocked out of the playoff run. Um, so you get knocked out of the playoffs and stuff. Um, oh, so so everyone's but, still racing. Yes. Okay, okay, that makes sense now. But only few drivers have the opportunity to win the championship. Right. Okay. Actually, I don't love their playoff system. To be honest. Yeah, um, it just doesn't make sense to me for people who aren't in the playoffs to be racing, because yeah. why are they there? Well, I I do, because, like, money. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, money, but with yeah, racing. So here, here's what I think should happen, so... Rechange the playoff system. Let only the people who are racing in the playoffs, and you'll have to change that up too. Um, but the people that aren't in the playoffs, go do iRacing tournaments, make money that way. Um, now, one thing I think they could start doing with iRacing, that because they have an all-star race as well, mm-hmm. and it's just you win like a million dollars, a couple something like that, if you win the race, and they, the race is broken stages, so it's a little different than a normal race. Um, I think they could start doing a skills thing, like a time trial. Like you have to do a time trial thing, but like they do it through iRacing, like a skills, you know, yeah. thing through. Yeah. A, I think that'd like be a skills fun. challenge. Yeah, like the NBA. Yeah, I I would like that. Even the NFL has a really good skills challenge. Yeah, I think I it'd mean, be cool. The skills challenge, quarterback. We should see what driver can t- change a tire the fastest. Yeah, yes. exactly. That would change the name of the game. And which pit crew member can drive the fastest? Exactly. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna become a pit crew member. <laughs> I'm gonna be Ricky Bobby. Start from the pit crew and become a driver, and then I, I want to go fast. <laughs> I want to go fast. Help me, Oprah Winfrey. Help a time crew. I have the need. The need for speed. Yep. Exactly. Yes. Shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. But yeah, I I really hope they continue with iRacing some way. Hopefully they do it in the correct way to make it most enjoyable for fans, most enjoyable for the drivers. Um, and then, you know, all the prospects 
that want that like to drive and everything that are really good at i racing they uh they should give them shots in i racing too like, like head against head to heads yeah and everything so i think that's it could be a good starting foundation of the next era of nascar yeah yes. progressing the sport that way and uh and ufc is gonna be big that does any do you guys know who the first card like big fight is? I don't, but I'm sure whoever's on the card, it doesn't matter because it's oh. gonna be one of the top selling UFC fights. Oh yeah, fights. it's it's probably gonna be one of the highest rated UFC fights. Just well, it's like that. a draft this year. Oh yeah. Um that they're gonna get tremendous ratings. You know what ratings like don't make sense to me? And it's because like they've been so bad at booking and everything lately, is WWE, man. They've been terrible. Their their ratings are keep falling, and it when there's nothing else to watch on, like, and that's the closest thing to sports. Why? Why are your ratings down? Because they have terrible creative team. They're not doing anything to better their stars. Yeah. So, um, and I also I also think Vince McMahon's done. Uh, he should be. I mean, there is the news that he's looking to sell the WWE. Yeah, it's we're be a mistake. We're moving into that. They um, are. So we'll, we'll hold off on to that. The, but what was I, the I, I, next UFC card? Was it 249 that they canceled? I don't know. So I'm on their website right now. Yeah, just keep looking and you'll find it. <laughs> Anyways, um, I just think he's done. Um, after the XFL flopped because of the virus, I think he just, you know what? I think he should be out of control. Like decision the control making. to Triple H. For, they yeah. have, I have been wanting this for so long. I, I, I honestly thought Triple H was in control. Nope. No. Yet, so he should be. He should be. Dude, Vance NXT. doesn't do anything to help those wrestlers, wrestlers that they call up. Like you look at like Jose. Jose was good. No way Jose was good in NXT. Um, A ton of guys were. Alistair Black was great in NXT, and he's barely making anything right now. A ton um, of people were great. Who, the one that's with Seth Rollins in his... Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. I hate I, that man. I liked him in NXT, though. I hate Buddy Murphy. But that's for personal reasons. I, I had a feeling that that was for personal reasons, but... I mean, I don't hate him now because she broke up with him. Oh, oh okay. Well, that's a bliss, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that my, makes sense. My wife does know that I have a crush on Alexa Bliss, and Alexa Bliss has a cute pig that if her and I, if I ever... She's my hall pass. <laughs> my wife gets the chance to play with the pig, and I can hang out with Alexa Bliss. Whatever that entails. She gets to play with the pig, you get to play with Alexa. I was going to say that, but I wanted to be not a creepy guy. Well, I well, you know, don't yeah. over there. Don't, don't <laughs> admit it creepy for you. That's okay. You know, yeah. He's, he went from controversial to creepy on two weeks. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. But no, I think it would be a mistake for them to sell like financially. It's so is he like these? No, well, he's probably not the sole. They're a public traded company. Yeah, so. yeah. But um, him and his daughter have majority. Like majorities. Yeah. yeah. Um, him, Stephanie, and Shane have majority. I, I don't see. Just turn over the reins to Triple H. Uh, he seems to know what he's doing. Yeah. Well, he um, makes you look at before NXT was on national TV and they were just on the WWE network. NXT. Was popping like he they he they brought NXT from things. nothing to to greatness. It, it, Him and Shawn Michaels did an amazing job in it with NXT. It was mostly Triple H. It I love Shawn Michaels, but it was mostly oh, he's Triple a H. showstopper. Yeah, oh, he's my favorite of all time. Um, we have the same haircut now. 
<laughs> you just need to get working on that beard. Yeah. Don't talk about the beard. I had a bad, <laughs> bad incident with the the trimmers this week, and the mustache is gone, and my lip feels cold. <laughs> it's a really sad time. Oh. Apparently, it's not cool to have uh, steps. You know how people shave steps in their head? It's not cool to have them in your mustache. You could have started a trend like that. But... No, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody other than me might could, but not me. Gardnermanship. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, the news breaking that he wants to sell just signals to me that he's done with this type of business with sporting business and entertainment. Because didn't um, he want to sell the XFL too? Oh, he is it's selling for it. Sale. He it's is for selling sale. it. So yeah, that just um, shows he's done trying. But he's like I mean, 80. No, I mean, he is. he's but getting up there in age. Dana Maybe. White should buy it. Oh my god. <laughs> Old Vince sells to new age Vince. Yeah! Greatest headline I've ever come up with. But, so Fox is looking at Dubai. Yeah, Fox is looking Fox at Fox is probably looking at Dubai. Um, I think ESPN. Because they're looking to sell yeah. ESPN or Fox. Which, would that pull draw from USA Network to Fox with SmackDown, or would they keep it well, with the USA? No, SmackDown's on Fox. Yeah, but Raw isn't. So would that pull Raw to probably. a Fox Yeah, I'm sure yeah, they station. bought it. Yeah, I'm sure oh. they bought it. They're, yeah. 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 You know the one thing I could see happening if Vince McMahon sells... To Fox. CM Punk works for Fox. CM Punk returned confirmed. Sorry, uh, there's a YouTuber that says that, and I can't remember his name. Wrestle Talk. Wrestle Talk. Ollie Davis. <laughs> CM Punk returned confirmed. <laughs> CM Punk to WWE confirmed. <laughs> returned confirmed. <laughs> um, no, like, that could be a huge headline, though. I think and that's... he's just specifically for WWE backstage. Like, he won't do anything... No, he doesn't work for WWE themselves at all. Which I like. He works for Fox. And he said that. I don't work for WWE, I work for Fox. And if Fox owns WWE... He's coming back and he's getting a title run. He definitely could. It's a lot of money. One, one, one thing I do think, though, is uh, with Vince McMahon and everything, uh, if he's looking to sell... And Triple H gets to take over. I think that will help the the ratings go back up. Yeah, um, I I think it'd be smart for them if they sell to keep Triple H. Yeah, but and get rid of the Saudi Arabia shows. Yeah, uh, please for the love of God, I'm tired of watching the Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. He had his time. Next, He's old. Let him retire. Next match is gonna be a turban match. Oh my God. <laughs> And now Trevor's being the racist one. I just, just kidding. Herbin's not racist. I'm liking that you know they're letting females wrestle in Saudi. Yeah, that is jump. a big step. It's a big jump. I mean, kind of ridiculous. They have to wear like t-shirts. Yeah, but they're wearing... we understand they're behind the times. Yeah, yes. But uh, no, I think Triple H being in control if they do sell the Fox would be good. But I don't know if that leaves the door open for CM Punk because he has his problems with Triple H. He but does. They, they do. Maybe that's a CM Punk Triple H match. Uh, I don't know. I don't, There's I don't a lot of watch that. Games. CM Punk got fired on his wedding day by Hunter. That's that's tough. So yeah. <laughs> maybe not like solid 100 percent confirmed. <laughs> maybe it's like 65 percent like, confirmed. Like, maybe confirmed. <laughs> we'll lower my voice and be like 65 percent CM Punk return confirmed. No, I, but I think it gives it a better chance. I do. I do. And at this point, you got it'll anything helps. That's a big name, though. Yeah. Like, 
even growing up, I wasn't that big in the WWE, but I know CM Punk. So Cain Velasquez, you guys know Cain Velasquez? Yeah. He's, he was a UFC fighter, fighter oh, okay. that signed with WWE and then fought Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. For like okay. a 55-second match. And they Brock were paying him ass. They, they were paying him a ton of money. They released him from his contract. That's terrible. See, right there, that's an... I don't it's not, it because you have so much good talent that got released, too. you got to release these guys. They're bringing back Drake Maverick, though. they got to. But, like, you've got to release these guys. Like, Brock Lesnar should be gone. I'm yes. sorry, but he should. you got to... You can release doesn't those have big a title contracts. anymore. John Cena should be gone. I like Big Max, John. He's a name... But you gotta you gotta cut somewhere and these guys, guys that are there an edge that are both from that era the same era and like keep a cup I don't know they they're keeping Randy and Ray yeah see they're your hope but Ray's in that U.S. title match with Andrade and I don't that U.S. title is I don't know what they're trying to do booking wise with it you know what makes my wife the maddest ever the reason she doesn't watch WWE a lot. Because it never feels like somebody from the United States has the U.S. title. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'll, oh no, Kevin Owens is from Canada. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And all the U.S. guys have the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Holy shit. Mind. <laughs> I'm just realizing that. Well, that sounds backwards to me, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, big time backwards, but sense. like, that's... Does the, uh, the USA champion... Belt have fireworks going off it. I think it should. It used to. It used to. It doesn't now. No, not like now. It's real fireworks. No, no, I, I think real fireworks. Should oh, that, that would be. Oh, that, that would be, be majestic. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. Is the U.S. title is the only title that hasn't gotten a change, right? Yeah. I love that title. It's such a good. Like you can't change that it because it's that the American you, flag. You change the belt to like a bald eagle design. That'd be. I do like their intercontinental title though. I like. It went from the white when Shinsuke had it to they changed it to this black. I hate the new title. Oh, shit. Sami Zayn has it. Okay, now Canadian has it. No. Yeah. That's a pretty belt, huh? It is a pretty belt. Yeah. I would wear that belt proudly. We're going to... Proudly. Ooh. So we've been kicking around with the idea of doing maybe a, some form of sports game franchise mode where we'll have to like set how many seasons and then go success off that rate. But, uh... Maybe we get a belt. The winner gets to wear the belt. I am so down with that. I'm down. Loser gets to wear progress. <laughs> I don't want to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> or get kissed on the mouth by Tom Brady. This is going back to that, you know, the wedding dress idea we had for you last week. I'm still, I'm in. You guys share us up. Hey, we're, I'm in. We're increasing. We've increased <clears throat> a little bit. It's because we- everybody wants to see this in a dress. <clears throat> I don't. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe, I mean, I do, but... <laughs> maybe that's for comedy factors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, should we, should we move on to the NBA? Yeah, um, Dylan, lead us off with the NBA. <laughs> so, as of Monday, or as of May 1st, the NBA is allowing teams to reopen their practice facilities. Only Atlanta has come back and said that we don't want to do this. But I'm happy it's a step in the right direction. We're starting... Chris Paul came out and said we need at least two weeks to get players back into game shape. Parenthesis, you know, quotes, game shape, which the only way you can get into game shape is playing in actual games. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but with the season still up in the air of when are they coming back, the NBA is deciding to move the draft from 
its normal date of June 25th to sometime in August or September. I think that's a good move. I do too. Like you're, uh, you're opening. Let's avenues. do early. Let do early August right before the NFL preseason because if you have to compete with the NFL, it, even if, if it's they the do it on like a Friday night, I think it would. Preseason be games go Thursday through Monday. Shit, really? Yeah. Like okay, put it yeah. on. Well, I mean, because no, I won't watch it on the Wednesday. The preseason games don't yeah. get as much ratings, but people are going to be more intrigued by that because NFL is king. Yeah. What if the season comes back though, and like they're still in the season when the draft happens, and the players can just ride, jump right into the season? Yeah, no, <laughs> that won't happen. They need to. No. They need at least a few months off. I mean, this will this will be this time for change in the NBA, um, which I hate it because I like their season well, timeline. So the the biggest change I think that's coming to the NBA that I think is going to be the most beneficial to the NBA is next year they're going to have to start around Christmas time, and I think it's going to be the best thing for them. Well, basketball doesn't, like, meaningful games don't start until Christmas. Because yeah. that's when playoff pushes um, Well, And you know who's what. Well, I, I think they're going to shorten the season. I think they should shorten the season. I, I think, think they go 70, 72 games. 64 sounds appealing to me. Anyways, start. I think they should start around Christmas. Uh, I mean, they kill it on Christmas Day ratings. Always Nobody have. Nobody ever plays on Christmas. And always have. Um, and the so, NFL has a game. Yeah, they usually have a game. Um, Around Christmas time? Yeah. On Christmas. Yeah, on Christmas. Really? Yeah. yeah. Shows how much I watch the NFL um, on Christmas. But you start the season, you get, you know, you only have to compete with the NFL for two more months, and then you go completely through the spring and summer uncontested by NFL ratings. I think that will really benefit. Nobody's going to be watching baseball. Like if the NBA is going during the summer, nobody's watching baseball. Yeah, it'll um, hurt baseball, but baseball, for the NBA though, like, baseball should be doing 164 games. That's that's what's hurting baseball. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. That and you have to make baseball the games more entertaining to watch. Like you can't just have you know. I know how we did it. I pitched how we did it. You did. Yeah. We do wrestling matches in the outfield. <laughs> um, but wrestling. Ooh, yes. So you just have to. This this is the time for change. This is what causes it. And I'm okay with it. I, I think the NBA should shorten down to like 64, 66 games around that number. Um, start later in the season. Go longer uh, Go longer through the summer, spring and summer. The, the only hard part I have about like shortening seasons and stuff is like records that are – it's going to impact your like record books and stuff. Yeah. That'll be the hard part. Well, that's, but just, it's like, that's just like the records that are the older records. Um, they didn't play as many games, so what's they have no excuse. It might increase player longevity, though. Like, it, it, you don't, yeah. like, the max that I've seen, other than the unicorns like Vince Carter, Kobe Bryant, Dirk Nowitzki, LeBron. LeBron, their max is like 12, 13 years because of how heavy the schedule is, and it takes such a bad toll on your body. Like you look well, at a guy even, like Derek even Rose. if they have like Derek Rose, he's he's gonna have a nice I think he'll play a nice 12, 13, 14, 15 years maybe. I think he tops out at sixteen and retires. Um but I think Derek Rose could go to the Lakers. No. No. Anyways <laughs> <laughs> the random thought, sorry. Uh Derek Rose shut that shit down right now. Is 
16, 15, 16 year career if he ends up playing that long, which I think he could. But if he does play it that long, it, only four was elite. Only four years were elite. And he, and I think he I think shortening ACL. the season will make that elite window much longer. Well, not much longer, well, I mean, but longer. How many people, players in any sport, baseball, NFL, NBA, hockey, anything, you tear an ACL, how often do you come back and you look this good? Like, let's not forget he's averaging 18.6 points per game. He's getting better now. Like, his... I mean, he's changed his game. He's more of a jump shooter now, which is correct. He needed I that. think uh, jump shooters are going to have longer longevity just because they don't have the wear and tear He's on adjusting to the new age NBA. Yeah. Well, it's not just that, but he, jump shooters do not have the wear and tear on the knees as these... Take it to the, room, to the rim. John Wall. John Wall. Russell Westbrook's got... I just don't see his career going on very much longer because he's a terrible jump shooter, and eventually unless he like something clicks and his shooting percentages just have some unicornish numbers. Ben Simmons, another guy that he just drives. Okay, Ben Uh, Simmons is a point guard. He's power forward. Another thing though is Ben Simmons is six nine, so it's a little different with him. But Derrick Rose is six six foot two, six foot one. Like he he. Is explosive. Yeah, I mean, so is you have to be at that height. So, so is uh, Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons can just you know easily back down the point guard since he plays point guard and being a power forward. Do you think if he transferred to power forward though he'd struggle? Oh yeah, oh wholeheartedly he could not compete against a power forward. He'd be good ball handling wise, but once you got him against the basket, he's done. Draymond would have a heyday against him, and I dislike Draymond more than anybody in this room. So. That's that's just my opinion on Yeah, I think the only reason he plays point guard is because he would struggle at power forward. Well, he, he's a good ball handler. He's a good passer. Um, the only thing he struggles in is shooting. Got to fix that shot, bud. Well, so he Ben Simmons came out. This isn't news. This is just a, something I've seen. He came out and said if he wanted to start taking threes, he'd hit them. Okay, <laughs> if you're going to say that, then do it. Freaking if show he, me, bro. Then start wanting to because threes are the way of – you're not going to win a championship not hitting threes. I'm sorry. Yep. I agree. I mean, LeBron changed this game to hit threes. He went from a very subpar three-point shooter, like bottom of the barrel, to now he's in the He's the slightly midst. above average. Yeah, he's one of those guys that if he's open enough, he's going to hit it. If you leave Ben Simmons wide open like everyone in the NBA does, I do it on 2K and the dude can't hit him. Yep. And he's – I'm double-teaming Embiid and I'm a two-guard. Like, come on. He can't hit him. Hit something. He gets in the corner, and he sits there and waits, and the game stops. And, like, is he going to shoot it? And the defenders just leave him be. Even if he doesn't become a good three-point shooter, just 33%. One-third of those shots. Just hit one-third. Yeah. You have three-point shooting percentage-wise. Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons is, like, one tear above him. That's that's Yeah, just be slightly better than Westbrook, and you're good. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, bottom of the barrel in the NBA, you have to take so many threes to be to have your percentage shown. Russell Westbrook is shooting, like, 24. Ben Simmons is shooting 25. That's right. – there's not much room between them. Just get the 30% even, like – You got to do something. Give something so that players have to respect your three-point shooting abilities. You have to spread the floor. Especially with NBA on, on, on your team. I, I think – 
It shouldn't within be the next two spreading seasons. the floor for you. It no. shouldn't. I think yeah. within the next two seasons, Embiid is gone. I don't know where he goes, but he's going to leave. I really do. He could. Their their systems don't fit together. Yeah, he could be gone. That's very true. If I was Philly, I'd get rid of Simmons and keep Embiid. Yeah. I would, too. I don't want to lose Embiid. So, um, the Knicks have came out and said that they're eyeing Chris Paul to, quote-unquote, jumpstart their winning culture rebuild. Does Stay away, Chris Paul. No, Chris Paul's a smart guy. He's not going to the Knicks. He's not going to the Knicks. I just wanted to get that out there. I'd We're say, all on grants. I say he's going back to the Pelicans before he goes back. He goes oh, back God. to New Orleans before and he goes to the Knicks. Him and New Orleans ended on such bad terms. <laughs> he hated it in New Orleans, and I don't blame him. Yeah, I like Ball there. Please, please. Oh, stay. yeah, he's, he's not going to go to New Orleans. I'm just saying. No. It's more likely him going there than the Knicks. Please, please. I mean, stay when you had Oklahoma two. City. When you had two superstars be like, yeah, we're going to the Knicks, 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 uh, Nets. We were saying Nets the whole time. Yeah, no. Everyone knows you do not go to the Knicks. You got it. Their culture change doesn't need to start with a player. It needs to start in. This oh. is going back to that Jacksonville conversation. It needs to start with ownership and management. Yep. You so. got to make those changes there first and then. Once you do that, players see that, then they want to come. When you start to make good moves and show, okay, we're drafting good, we're getting players to want to stay and re-sign them, not, okay, we're going to sign you for two years, and then after two years you can leave, and we're going to come sign this guy over here who was nothing like you. Like, stick to one guy and be like, okay, you're going to be our guy for – However long we see fit. But that's the, more than two years. That's the hard thing in professional sports as a whole. There's there's not a ton of, I don't know how you say this. Patience? No, not even patience. Loyalty. Oh, oh no. Loyalty left in 2010 when LeBron went to Miami. Well, not, it's not just that, but. Like, there's no loyalty, and it, it goes both ways. It's ownership to players, players to Ownership. And that's why I don't hold it against him that he left Miami because Cleveland's ownership was garbage. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm not saying like it's just you don't see these career guys, and it's not surprising when big people move anymore. <laughs> to throw this out there, since we're talking about it, if you look over, you take ten seasons, okay, out of every player that plays in the NBA in these last ten seasons, only one has stayed with the same team over ten years. That player, Steph Curry. That's it. Yeah. And Steph's never leaving Golden State. Oh hell no. If Golden State lets Steph Curry walk, someone needs to go to their owner and smack him. Yeah, it's it, and that's just yeah. It's like just how Knicks. it is nowadays. Like the Knicks, like you, it's a revolving door of talent. I mean, you can't establish okay. a culture like that. I no. mean, okay, even though we bat, even though the Suns deserve to be bagged on because they have basically wasted Devin Booker's career up to this point, if they can keep him there. For the longevity of his career, I think that team will eventually turn it around. I hope they turn it around. They have Bamba, right? Okay. Yeah. They're doing great not, things. Not Bamba, uh, DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton and uh, Kelly Oubre. Mm, They're yeah. doing good things to build around Devin Booker. I love that they have, as much as I hate the Suns being Western Conference rivals, they have Kelly Oubre, who's a good fit. DeAndre Ayton is questionable, but he's doing what he can there now. Like, they have good players, and their bench is not that bad either. I also like the pickup with Ricky Rubio. Yes, that was a great pickup. I can't talk about Ricky Rubio. <laughs> JJ um, and I had an experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah. That's... WNBA League MVP. <laughs> oh, boy. So, moving on, we had a decommit out of BNCAA. The number one point guard, Deshan Nix, decommit from US UCLA to go to the G League. He is the second player that I've seen out of high school to go to the G League instead of college. The other player being the number one prospect in Jalen Green. That shows they want to get paid. And they're not wanting to do this college crap. Um, I like the move. Um, if you don't see yourself going to college for an education, even if it's just because you you know you got a scholarship for NBA uh, basketball or NFL, uh, football, and you think and you can make it to the NFL or the NBA, you don't. If there's a development league like the G League, go to that. If you don't plan on getting an education, yep. That's one thing I like is about the NFL is in the draft to be drafted in the NFL, you have to wait at least three years. You have is it, and is I it think two or three. Uh, three. You have to be at least a junior. And in the NBA, you have the one and done. Mm-hmm. Like I hate the one and done rule. I hate the one and done rule. You either let them get drafted straight out of college, straight I out of high school, uh, straight out of high school, or you have them play three years. Like you, two, you don't years. know enough about yourself at 19 to come in. Like Kobe, Kevin Garnett, uh, Dwight Howard did it, and there was I can't remember. There was a couple like Michael Michael Olawa Candy got came out of high school and went to Washington when MJ was the GM, and that was a terrible number one pick. But that his draft was terrible anyways. But you got to do something to make these players want to go to college, and paying them is the right step. Yeah. Well, like, especially right now, you know, it's uncertain, and they're going to take money. That's that's why um, I watched an interview with the Shin Knicks, and it's they asked him, why did you decommit to go to the G League? And he said, one is the pathway program. Like, I'm playing against pros, so it betters my game. And the second one is, we're in such an uncertain time right now. If I go to the pros, nobody realizes this. In the G League, you can make up to a half a million dollars on a contract. Yeah, That is huge for this 18, 19-year-olds coming out of high school. I can go take care of my family just by playing basketball in the G League and developing for the NBA. Yep. And it doesn't hinder their draft draftability for the NBA. I don't have NBA. to keep my grades up. I don't have to... Well, even that, like the G it's, League it's draft... It's less I get, stress, I think. I a get lot to, less stress. I get to take marketing deals. I get paid by the team. I get to travel with the team. I get to be a professional athlete. Yeah, you already learned how to become a professional before you are a professional. Well, you are a professional, but a professional before, professional. before you're on that big stage. Like, the NBA is the big lights. Like, you getting to the G League, it doesn't make it so that you're undraftable for the NBA. It just, you have to wait. I don't think they have a certain amount of years on it, but you have to at least do your contract in the G League. Now, the the... The only weird thing with this whole G League, going to the G League to be drafted is when teams draft players that they need to develop, they send them to the G League. So that's a little... We're going to draft you, but you're going right back. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that that's a little weird to me, but... I just, but, I mean, honestly, over 
if I'm a player going in, from the outside looking in on this, like, that looks better for the players. It, it really does. I mean, no, I'm not getting an education to, like, help me further my but career after basketball. A, um, the G League has a program. This is the Pathways program I was talking about. The Pathways program is if you can still go to school while playing, like, even if you don't make it, well, yeah, they're setting aside a certain amount of money to pay for your schooling. Yeah. And that's that's another big incentive, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it's – you could really see this – if they keep doing this right, which I – one of the bright spots of the NBA is the G League. If they keep doing this right, it could seriously hurt college basketball. Yeah, well, college basketball has been hurting uh, for years. For years. Um, the only thing really anybody cares about – March Madness. That means March Madness is that bracket. And if this happens and – all the, and a bunch of top level recruits start just skipping out on the on college ball. You could see <laughs> international players start coming over sooner. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they're they're really starting. There's at least ten. Well, I, I think I think the international they have such an uh, uh, a leg up against these American players. Uh, because Doncic, yeah. Because Luka was playing against guys when he was 16. Yeah, right? he, he was, he was being a level. professional at 16 years old, and he got he won the MVP at 16, I think. Yeah. Like, he won it at 17. 17. But that's like... that's So the G League kind of reminds me of like what um, international soccer does with their programs. These players start playing professional soccer at like... 13. Yeah, 13, 14. like 13, 14 years old. That's crazy. They're professional soccer players ready to play professional games when they go in. You know, which I I have a problem with that because let kids be kids. Yeah. yeah. I, I say, you know, 16, you can start offering contract. I think 16 is okay. Uh, I'd rather you wait till 18. Yeah. I, I just don't want to see somebody's shot. I get that, like, a lot of these guys are going to have great lives, have lives that, you know, some people couldn't imagine. But being a kid is special. Well, yeah, being and at uh, when when you're a pro at 14 years old, you make one mistake, you could potentially ruin your life. Yeah, and that's everybody at 14 makes mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. I made mistakes at 14, even though I'm nearly perfect. I did too. Oh yeah, okay. just kidding. <laughs> Here we go. If but yeah, doing... everyone makes mistakes when they're young, and exactly, and that's how you learn too. Yeah. Um, but and and it's just when you put somebody in the light limelight like that, it's hard for them. But it's you gotta do something for these players, and like these people have to. Um, sorry. Uh, I'm looking, and as we're talking about it, Woj came like out that. and said that there's been support for a 2021 season that would start in December. And then in late July or August. So I think that's the as as like JJ July, called it. This uh, is have the finals end in July. Don't yeah. even try to compete with the NFL. Just go right in the summer league basketball and everything. Yeah, right there. Well, the, the draft. Yeah, and you'd be good. Exactly. But no, like you've got to do something for these kids in college. Um, they are starting to take steps towards this. Um, you got to let them get. These colleges make so much freaking money. Off yep. of these players, and they see nothing of it back other than scholarships, and that is garbage. Like, unless you're paying for him to get a doctorate, the whole like the whole shebang, 
That is garbage. It's garbage. And, like, these players should be able to go and get advertisement deals if you're not going to pay them, which I'm not saying pay them a lot because you then just, you, you have problems coming in with, like, you're going to have to establish a salary cap and stuff like that. Or, like, school, some schools are going to be able to pay kids more. Yeah. There is that. But maybe maybe not make it so the schools get have, uh, get to pay them. And I, I think it's it's this way so it keeps the competitive balance. Um, competitive balance, anyways. And uh, just let them go make money marketing. Let them, you know... Uh, I mean, there are problems there, too, because you're going to have kids that just want to go to big marketability cities. Well... But you've got to do something. Honestly, yeah. That, uh, with the marketability, well, where we are in, in the world right now, market, uh, the big cities, who cares? Like, you're going to be recognized you can get anywhere. marketed anywhere. Yeah. We, uh, and I just say that because, like, some cities are easier, easier to make connections in. Yeah. Um, but you, you've got to do something for these kids. You get, get the video game coming back. Pay them for their likeness. Everybody gets paid so this much for your likeness. Mm-hmm. They make money they off the video games. right there. Yeah. You make money off the video games? Let them... Even if you don't make money and you just make enough to pay the players, you're paying the players. Yeah. and that's You're helping your students. And you can't tell me that if degrees are this great that you have a ton of people walking around to college campus with degrees, they can't freaking figure out how to pay players... To yeah. play a game, you are bold face lying to me. You make a great argument on that, and nobody in the NCAA wants to listen. They've but been, no, because they've they're been no, tiptoeing around this for years. They make money hand over They the make fist. so much money. Mm-hmm. You you make so much money off just March Madness. Like use some of that to give to the players. Like yeah. well, not even just March Madness, but like if if you go to the NCAA football. Games are sold out, and these stadiums hold up to 50,000, 60,000 people. Oh, yeah. And how many more college teams are there than the NFL teams? Right? Come exactly. On. I mean, each state has six, at least. Yeah. There's a ton of teams. And, like, people are crazy, and they support their college teams like crazy. Yeah. Uh, they love their college football. They're, they love their college and basketball. They I am in. Like, college... College football sometimes is better than professional football because you... And I go back to, like, it's because, well, they're not getting paid. They do it because they love it. But they've got to get paid, man. They, you've got to take care of these kids. It doesn't, it, it, doesn't have to be, it doesn't even have to be a lot. It just has to be enough for them to... Survive? Know, survive. Uh, maybe make a little... Like, you know, have a little bit of... You, you know, have these kids coming in. That There are kids that, with rough stories coming in, you know... To college careers. And some of them don't get past college because their rough life gets them back into that. Yep. If you help them. Help them better themselves so that they don't go back and make that bad turn. There are going to be some that, you know, it is what it is. They're going to do what they're going to do. That's in everybody. Yeah, there's always going to be some bad bad eggs. Yeah, in everything. But, like, yeah, if a kid can't afford to survive... Playing for your college, and he's not making enough money. He's gonna do some questionable stuff to get money. Everyone, and, everyone does it. Like and, there's tons of under and the table deals. Some, and if okay, and I've also heard the uh, argument with some from some people that if the kids want money, 
have them just go get jobs. So they can't win. Yeah, they don't have the time to get Between jobs. That's the point we're making. Practice and games. It's hard. Um, they're they're full time football players, professional football players essentially, because yeah. they're full time employees to the college to do that. Yeah. And then expected to have a full time school schedule. That's BS. Yep. And expect to they they're expected to have good grades too. Like they you can't have, have bad grades. You have to have so many academic hours, which is that's hard. Like I'm I've gone to college, but I'm watching my sister do this crap from home. My God, she's staying up till two, three. Could you imagine her being a professional athlete? Yeah, you imagine if she was a basketball player. Oh yeah, that would be killer. I don't know how some of these guys do it. Like I've watched team, like watching basketball here. I watched a lot of the college girls down here. They would finish a game, grab their stuff. Yay, we won. Okay, I've got to go to work, and they're gone. Thirty seconds after the game ends. Yeah. Like, there's no time to celebrate with your team. They've got to go do something else. Yep. And this is why I think the G League's going to destroy. If, and, if they destroy don't change NCAA. something, the G, G League. I, I think I think they're just going to destroy it anyways because first off, you don't have to go to school. Yep. Uh, second off, uh, you get you're going to get paid more easily. You get direct contacts with NBA teams. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're in you're already part of an NBA organization. Yep. You, you get to see how all these pros handle True. themselves. Day-to-day, you're coming from high school to professionals. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge jump. I would be interested to see if the NFL starts doing something like this. Well, so the XFL, if it was, gonna, if it was able to contain itself, the NFL was... Uh, I've heard rumors that the NFL would wrap its wings around it. But it had to be able to contain itself. Yeah. That's what the NFL is waiting on on a development league because they've seen so many leagues just flop and flop and flop and flop. Yeah. The NBA, that's their one big advantage. Clear cut, that G League, it's it's good shit. (laughs) I mean, it's good shit. I mean, basketball, not to sound. Like any sports harder than the other, but basketball is one of the easier sports to play. But we're not at the same time, guys. Like the Bad Boy Pistons back in the eighties. At the same time, uh, being a professional in that sport is really hard work, and I think yeah, they to be these players coming in any craft is yeah, yeah, that's something to be proud of. uh, I mean, golf. I, I think it will also give these high school kids who don't really have a set degree or anything like they don't know what they want to do outside of sports it gives them a chance to work just focus on their main goal of getting to the NBA and then later you look at this yeah you're gonna have some kids what if this kid is phenomenal at basketball but he is terrible at school right there are kids that are they just they're not they don't do school yep they're not good I I mean it's a struggle to get through high school for some people I think the G League also should still be like, you know, you have to reach a certain standard in high school, too. You can't just be scraping by to graduate. Yeah. And I think you have to hold them accountable, of course. But Or, like, if your GPA was under this low, like, we're going to give you some tutoring that's not optional. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you some schooling that's not optional. We're going to pay for it. We're going to help you better yourself. Yeah, I think the G League will do that. The G League is one of those team things that... I've really liked what they've done. I've gone to a couple games, and the G League it really impresses me. The G League really, like, it's there to develop people, make people better. 
What what is that's what it's there for? Like there's been a couple of guys. Um, I can't remember what his name, but he got called up by the Lakers for the last two games. He came in and he had five straight. Like you know, against NBA level guys with a hand in their face. You know how hard that is. Like that is ridiculous. And he came in. After, he holds the record, the G League record for most games played. He comes in, only played two games with the Lakers, and was averaging like 16, 17 points. And come on, I that mean, is amazing. It, it gives you, it gives you an uh, unbelievable jump. Yeah. So, uh, it's well, a great that's team. the one bright spot about like baseball is they have their triple A, double A. Yeah, and that's it's good to develop people, you know. Yeah. And it gives, I, I think it's a little. It's get it got, it got a little crazy. I don't think they need that many affiliated teams with. No, but like it also is giving people that. But it love, gives them it gives them a chance. Yeah, it it gives people that love that sport a chance. And sometimes that's all people need. Like you know, really and honestly, Drew Brees, he just needed another chance. Anybody from leaving Chargers needs another chance. <laughs> but no, I mean like. That's sometimes all they need, man. Yeah. I, to be great, you never know what's going to come out of that G League. Especially, yeah, exactly. it could be a young kid coming out of there that turns into something great. Or it could be somebody that sat seven years down there. Mm-hmm. They Something clicks, and they decide they're great. And everybody else does too, and they are. Yeah, you know? Next Kobe. The next great player could be in that developmental league. I'm um, saying this in my lifetime. I see a great player come out of there. Oh it's yeah, been definitely. There. It's yes. I, I think by the end, by when we're old, old enough to retire, we're gonna have multiple Hall of Famers from the G League. Yeah, so, there's yeah. not just like somebody coming out of high school. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's. I think it's a great thing, and really, like these colleges, people are pissed at you for a reason. You're mm-hmm. not taking care of these kids. Um, with this G League, uh, with uh, the G League being able to sign these kids right out of high school. I think you don't do the draft them out of high school. I think that's no. you, you take Please that don't. away completely. Um, the one and done seems a little bit better because if they're really good in the G League, huh, yeah, they better play in the NBA. Yeah, but I I want to see college kids. If you're going to college, stay there at least two seasons. Please give me get, two. Get your associates at least. Come on, get a degree. Give me give me. If one you're going more to school, get a degree. That, of, Zion and R.J. Barrett on the same team at Duke. Please give me that. I would have loved to see that. All right. Do uh, you guys want to add anything before we go? I think good college. Figure your stuff out. Yeah, that's all I got. On Trevor's just don't. Just yeah. don't treat people like crap. Exactly. Yes. Be kind to one another. And this goes for everybody. Be kind to one another. Wash your hands. Stay safe. <laughs> well... Thank you for joining us on episode, what is this, six? six. Episode six. Uh, please go like our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Um, if you have any questions, you can always message us too. Um, but thank you for joining our talk. This is JJ Mestis. Trevor Burge. And Dylan Mains.